He will take care of you. Turn in your Bibles this evening to the book of Ezekiel and chapter 17. Book of Ezekiel and chapter 17. And once you get there, why we would like to bow our heads and a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Our dear gracious Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to be assembled together in your house this evening. We're thankful, for, dear Heavenly Father, for the songs that we have just sang. Yes, we're thankful for the assurance that you will take care of us. The problem that we have as human beings is we tend to forget that we're under your care, that we can run to you, we can flee to you, and you do take care of us. Many times you take care of us, even when we don't realize we're troubled, even when we are troubled and we fail to run to you, you still are gracious, merciful, and compassionate, and take care of us. We would pray tonight, dear Heavenly Father, that you would help us to be more aware remember each and every day that we are under your care and that you do take care of us. And that we would give thanks, praise, honor, and glory under your name. We're thankful, dear Heavenly Father, for the assurance of this first song we sang, The Unclouded Day. Yes, we know that there's coming a day and coming a day soon when your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, will come to take his people home with him. Oh, what a day that will be, a day that we're looking forward to. We just pray to Heavenly Father that there likewise that you would help us to be aware of that each and every day of his coming. It may be this day. It may be this moment. Help us to be watchful, expecting his soon return. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Book of Ezekiel in chapter 17 and to look at these verses last week, verse 22 through 24, we would like to read them again this evening. In verse 22, we begin reading, Thus saith the Lord God, I will also take of the highest branch of the high cedar, and will set it, I will crop off from the top of 
his young twigs, a tender one, and will plant it upon an high mountain and eminent. In the mountain of the heights of Israel will I plant it, and it shall bring forth boughs and bear fruit, and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell all fowls of every kind in the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. And all the trees of the field shall know that the Lord brought down the high tree, have exalted the low tree, have dried up the green tree, and have made the dry tree to flourish. Ah, the Lord has spoken and have done it. Last week, in opening our remarks of these verses, we talked about and said that the house of David, as you recall, had been brought to what might appear to have been desolation, but it had been brought down. It had been cropped off. A high branch out of that cedar tree. This occurred with the capture of Jehoiachin and then later Zedekiah. And seemingly to the Jew to the tribe of Judah to Jerusalem it probably seemed as though God had failed and that God had failed to keep the covenant that he had made with David we looked again last week at that covenant that he made with David in 2nd Samuel chapter Seven and verse 12, a covenant of David's throne being an everlasting throne. And never would the seed of David fail to set upon that throne. The throne, the throne in Judah, even though there were wicked kings and some good kings they were all the seed of David and so David's seed continued to set upon that throne and when Israel has a king to reign again it will be of the seed of David, of the house of Judah, the seed of David that will set upon 
the throne. God's word is sure. He said in the book of Psalms, chapter 89 and verses 3 and 4, I have sworn unto David. And we looked a few weeks ago at, at God's word is certain. It is sure. If he has spoken it, it shall come to pass. So we began to look last week at our second point in this chapter, the 17th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. The house of David shall again be magnified. God's word is certain it is sure to come, and therefore the house of David shall again be magnified. We looked at Matthew chapter 1 and a couple of verses there and, and seen that that is setting forth there in the first chapter of Matthew the, the pedigree of the Lord Jesus Christ showing that he did come from the house of Judah from the throne of David the seed of David even in the Return, the partial return, we call it the return of the Jews from captivity into their homeland. However, it was not a full return of the Jews to their homeland. It was only a partial return. It was a partial return under Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel, being of the house of David, the seed of David, he sat for a time upon that throne, the throne in the restored kingdom, shall we say. The full restoration, the full time of, of, of the completion of that, when, when the whole house of Israel and Judah shall be brought back. And the king shall set upon the throne will be drawing a kingdom that we call the messianic kingdom. It'll be drawing the millennial reign, drawing the thousand year reign of Christ when, when he sets upon the throne. We looked last week at some scriptures in, in the book of Isaiah that dealt with that. The book of Jeremiah dealt with that. And then we looked at, last of all, a passage of Scripture in the book of Luke in chapter 1 and verse 32 where, where Simeon was told that he should not pass on to his fathers until he had seen the babe and pronounced his word a prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's seen him on the eighth day of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ as the 
custom of the Jews was to bring them into the temple for the ceremony of circumcision. Simeon laid his eyes upon the Christ, upon the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he made the prophecy of, of him being Christ, being a Savior, not just to the Jews, not to, just to the Israelite alone, but to all people of the earth. He made the prophecy prophecy concerning his setting upon the throne and ruling in righteousness. As far as we got last week, this week we want to begin with the first sub-point under that point. The house of David shall again be magnified. The first point that we want to look at under that point is the reviving and restoring of the house of David. God himself will plan it. God himself. He said, thus the Lord God, I will also take of the highest branch of the high cedar and will set it. I will crop off from the top of his young twigs, a tender one, and will plant it upon an high mountain and eminent. He is going to plant it, he said. Turn with me the book of Jeremiah. And we looked at this passage last week. Jeremiah chapter 23 in verse 5. We only read I believe we only read verse 5. This week we want to include along with verse 5, we want to include verse 6 along with it. So Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Notice, a righteous branch. Not a wicked branch, but a righteous branch, a branch of righteousness, a branch that, that walks in righteousness, a branch that is righteous, holy and just. And a king shall reign and prosper. Remember, we looked at that word prosper last week and, and, and talked about uh, the meaning thereof. It's not just a prospering, but it's a prospering in, in prudence, a prospering in being circumspect, a prospering in wisdom. The Lord our Savior, the righteous one, the prudent one, and the wise one. Remember, we referenced the book of, of Proverbs having much to say about wisdom. And, and, and we said that, that if you read the book of Proverbs and you study the book of Proverbs and you miss the Lord Jesus Christ there, you've missed the central theme of the book of Proverbs. And yes, we generally refer to the 
Proverbs as, as being a, a, a book of great application, a book that is applicable to our, our daily living and lives. And yes, it is. As we are to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to follow wisdom. We are to follow the example that He has given to us. And prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. That is, in all the earth, He's going to execute justice, judgment and justice in all the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. The name by which he's going to be called is the Lord our righteousness. Not only not only to the tribe of Judah, not only to the house of Israel, but to all the saved of the earth. The Lord, our righteousness. Come with me to the 33rd chapter. The 33rd chapter. And look with me at verse 15. Verses 15 and 16. In those days, and at that time, will I cause the branch of righteousness. <laughs> See, in the 23rd chapter, righteous branch. The branch of righteousness. The branch from which righteousness flows forth. To grow up unto David, and he shall ex execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord our righteousness. That is, Jerusalem shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Why? Why do you suppose that is, well, I want to read one more. Turn with me to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 3. And look with me here at verse 8. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, they are men wondered at, for behold, I will bring forth servant the branch he's going to bring forth God is going to bring forth his servant the branch we've already seen he is the branch the righteous branch he is the branch of righteousness Jerusalem in those days in the days of the Lord's reigning it during the thousand year millennial reign of Christ it the city of Jerusalem is going to be called the Lord our righteousness. Now, turn with me back to the book of Ezekiel. Book of Ezekiel, and I want to give you just a, a, a snapshot of the last chapter 
of the book of Ezekiel, how this book closes out. Ezekiel chapter 48, and look at verse 35. After describing the city of Jerusalem and the temple, this is, statement is made. It was round about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. <laughs> the Lord is there, and if the Lord is there, it is the city of the Lord our righteousness. <laughs> you see, he is dwelling there. He's ruling with a rod of iron. He is ruling in righteousness and in justice there from the top of the mountain, Mount Zion, the city of Jerusalem. The, the highest branch, let me get back to our text. The highest branch, <laughs> this is the highest branch of the high cedar. It's cropped off from the top of the young twigs, the very young twigs at the very top of the high cedar. It's the highest branch. And our verse said it's a very tender one. A very tender one. The Lord Jesus Christ is that highest branch. He is the highest branch of the high cedar. The cedar, the cedar tree being representative of the house of David. Think about it. The cedar tree being representative of the house of David from the tribe of Judah set in Jerusalem set on Mount Zion. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the highest branch of the high cedar the furthest of all from the root. The root of Jesse that we, we have, have read and talked about. The root of Jesse that was going to, the Lord Jesus Christ was going to come from. And he's the furthest, he's the highest from the root. He's highest by virtue of his being the creator God. He's the highest by virtue of his dwelling place being in heaven. He's the highest by virtue of being seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for his people. He's the highest by virtue of, the, of his righteousness. The fact of him being the just one, the holy one. Take, taken 
He's taken from the top of, of the twigs. That, that cedar. He's, he's in the line of David. He's, he's, he's of the root of Jesse. But he's the furthest away from that root of Jesse. He's taken from the top of the young twigs. For he is the man, the branch, a tender plant, if you please. A tender plant, and he's a root out of a dry ground. Turn with me back to the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah in chapter 53. Look at verse 2. Well, let's read verse 1 along with it. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground and hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty, no beauty that we should desire him. Of course, we know this to be a prophetic statement concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. The tender plant is the Lord Jesus Christ. The root of the dry ground is the root, the root from the, the stem of Jesse. The Lord Jesus Christ, a branch of righteousness. Think about that. A branch of righteousness. Not, none of the other of the offspring of Jesse or of the seed of David could claim righteousness. They could not to be a righteous branch for they were but sinful men wicked as the word of God reveals to us they were sinful men David a, a man after God's own heart but yet he fell into sin he fell into sin not once but twice as reported for sin the word of God not to mention all the other times that are not recorded for us, but the times that are just to let us know that he was a man. He was as we are, sinful at that. He, our verse says he planted it. He planted it in a high Mountain, it says, in a high mountain, in a high mountain in Israel. And not only was it a high mountain, but it was eminent. <laughs> famous. It was made famous by the Lord our God. In a high mountain in Israel, and an eminent place. 
according to verse 23. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, a city set on a hill. Jerusalem set upon Mount Zion. It was here, a city set on a hill was to be a light, was to be a light of the glory of God to the nations round about. A place that God had, had put His name, had put His, His dwelling place. He dwelt. He said to dwell in the holy place, in the temple, seated in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. It was there. It was there that David conquered and later had the Ark of the Covenant set there. He covered, he, 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 he conquered the city. The city was, was a city of Jebusites. Jebus. And David conquered and had the Ark of the Covenant delivered there. It was there the temple, the dwelling place of God was built. It was there that the Lord first organized His church to be a light to the world. To be a light to the world. Just... Turn with me to the book of Matthew. Book of Matthew in chapter 5. And we are going to Something I didn't do. Gotta shut the Wi-Fi off. So it'll spring up here. There we go. Verse uh, thirteen. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world. Church, you're, you're to be the light of the world. It was, it was to the church that he commanded the, the light to go forth to all the world. Not just in, into Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria but unto the uttermost parts of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Hey, don't you find it curious that, that the Ark of the Covenant from the tabernacle was taken there and set upon in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. Later, the temple was built on that mountain in that city. 
And here, many hundreds of years later, the righteous branch comes and he organizes, establishes his church and his first assembly was at Jerusalem. Was at that city on that mountain. It was so. It was there that the gospel was sent forth into all the world. Look with me back at Ezekiel in verse 23. I want to look at the last part of verse 23. And it shall bring forth boughs. That is, that which he planted. The Lord Jesus Christ, the righteous branch, the King. And it shall bring forth boughs and bear fruit and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell fowls of every wing in the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. They're going it's going to be fruitful. It's going to be, it's going to be a growing tree, a growing branch, and, a, and it's going to be fruitful. And there's going to be many that are going to dwell under its branches. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of the Psalms in chapter 92. And look at verse 12 of this chapter. Psalms 2 and verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Isn't that something? Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The Lord Jesus Christ and the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ is a flourishing seed. <laughs> it's a fruitful seed. Turn with me to the book of John. The book of John in chapter 12. And look with me here at verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I'll hold up and let you get, it, get there. John chapter 12 and verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. If it just falls there and doesn't die, it abides alone. If it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And the Lord Jesus Christ came and he died. <laughs> he fell into the ground. He died. This was evidenced by the fact that he was buried. 
when he arose and he brought forth much fruit turn with me to the 15th chapter the 15th chapter look with me at verses 5 through 8 Jesus said I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing See, see the flourishing of, of, of this branch that, that God planted? If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. If ye abide in me and my word abide in you, did you get that? If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. <laughs> so shall ye be my disciples. You see, you see the Lord's the Lord planted by God in Jerusalem on Mount Zion is a flourishing branch. It brings its boughs. It brings forth fruit. And there are many that abide its branches. Turn with me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 10 Verses 11 and 12. This is Cornelius had prayed to God. And God is going to answer his prayer by sending Peter to him. But first he had to show Peter something. He had to reveal the great truth to Peter. And this is what Peter saw. This is what the Lord revealed to him. He saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners notice that at the four corners symbolic of the four corners of the earth and let down to the earth wherein notice this wherein were all manner of four footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air Peter the gospel is not going to the Jew only, but it is going to the four corners of the earth, and there are going to be many, there are going to be people of all kinds, all nations, all tongues, all languages brought. That was the truth that people had to see. A fulfilling of this prophecy back in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 17. And it is there 
on that mountain, Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, it is there that the Messiah, the King, shall return and set up his kingdom. One passage in closing. The book of Psalms, chapter 2, and verse 6. He says, yet have I set my king. God says, yet have I set my king. He said, king. where did he set his king? Upon my holy hill of Zion. Upon Mount Zion. In the city of Jerusalem is where the Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior, and king shall rule and reign. How long? Oh, not just for a thousand years. Forever. The seed of David, the promise of God is certain. It is sure. And the house of David shall be magnified again. Well, next week we'll...